to No Baller. It is Tuesday, May 18th, and I am Chris Rawl. On today's show, why sports gambling should be legal in the state of Utah. That's coming at you on the other side of an ad from our presenting sponsor, Traeger Grills. With your masquerading and you always Traeger invented the original wood-fired grill over 30 years ago in Mount Angel, Oregon. They continue to lead the industry as the world's number one selling wood-fired grill, perfected by decades of mastering the craft of wood-fired cooking. You can find out more at TraegerGrills.com. In 2018, the Supreme Court of the United States struck down federal controls on sports gambling, and they turned the decision over to each individual state, which was... A big step forward for somebody like me, an avid sports gambler, and it was a big landmark day. Everybody that I came across, they would congratulate me like I had something to do with it. They go, Chris, this is, I mean, congrats. This is awesome. You must be so happy. It was like having a kid probably. And I would say, this is big. I I mean, my life's going to change. I don't know what to do, but I just know that I'm happy. And since that time, we've had 22 different states legalize sports betting with five more set to join in the immediate future. So over half the states in this country are now going to be a part of the sports gambling world. So again, this is a big boost for somebody like me who has followed sports gambling and has participated passionately for over a decade. It's something that really, really, really uh, satiates my emotional desires and the analytical side of me and all of those things that I like that tie into sports. So it's near and dear to my heart. Unfortunately, I live in a state that doesn't necessarily feel the same way. So at that time in 2018, one of our state senator or one of our United States senators was Orrin Hatch. And he wrote a piece for Sports Illustrated about sports gambling. And I want to read you a bit from that. The fixing of the 1919 World Series, Pete Rose's expulsion from baseball, points shaving at Boston College. Scandals like these rocked the world of professional and collegiate sports, doing permanent damage to the players, coaches, and organizations involved. Reputations were shattered overnight as thousands of fans lost faith not only in their team, but also in the very integrity of the game. Although these events spanned different leagues and different eras, at the center of each was a common culprit, the controversial practice of sports betting, end quote. So let's take a quick pause, and I want to give everybody a good reminder about politicians. And it's that when you know them, when you actually meet them and interact with them, you realize they're just kind of doofuses. And I don't say that in a rude way. I just mean that they are like everyone else in life, myself included. They're doofuses. They don't really know what they're doing, and you never really understand their motivations for saying and doing what they say and do. In my prior job, we used to have events where state politicians or politicians on a more national level would come and they'd speak to small select groups. And one of those people was Orrin Hatch. So there's this one event that we're hosting, and he comes to a small gathering where people 
want to ask him questions about why is this how it is and what what are the big happenings and what should I be angry about and this is what I'm angry about with you. It's just a normal political thing that I personally don't care for, but some people do, so good on them. And Orrin Hatch comes out to this, and he's got all of his lackeys, you know, the 20 people in suits and skirts lined up to grab a Dasani water bottle and run and get a Kleenex to blow the nose on, all the things that political lackeys do. So we're there in a small group again, and we're having kind of a Q&A session. And somebody's asking a question about who knows what, you know, uh, what about this infrastructure? And the next thing we know, Orrin Hatch, who's supposed to be answering this question, is just kind of asleep, literally. He's just there, and he's nodding off, and he's going down, and so somebody kind of hits him at the end of the question, and he comes to... <laughs> And he looks around and he goes, oh, well, uh, and he doesn't know what's going on. So this is the image I always have in mind when I hear politicians speak and when I hear them grandstand and when I hear them cite principles like integrity or integrity in an unironic manner, a world that is just known for a complete lack of that very thing, a world that is just known for shoveling mud on anyone and everything in hopes that you can kind of get your way. So sports gambling has been on the opposite end of the mud shoveling for pretty much all of time until the last few years. When the Supreme Court struck this down in 2018, uh, I was one of the people in the sports gambling world hopeful of a future where people would engage with sports gambling and say, okay, let's bring this thing above ground. Uh, a common theme in the past is that this is murky and it led to the, the Black Sox and Pete Rose and this point shaving at Boston College. And this is, it's going to tear down sports. And the logical people in the world said, well, if you bring something above ground, like we do with the stock market, doesn't that make it easier to regulate? Can't we easily trace where illicit money would be coming in from and be able to pinpoint who could possibly be involved with this and eliminate it before anything even happens. And I think most people are getting to a place where they believe stuff like that because over the last three years, we've seen a lot of improvements when it comes to the mindset and the embracing of sports gambling as a normal everyday thing. So I'm going to go back to our friend Oren and read a little bit more from his Sports Illustrated uh, piece. While some may cheer last Monday's Supreme Court decision to lift federal controls on sports gambling, I am not one of them. And I am not alone. Several professional sports organizations, not to mention millions of fans across the country, share my concerns with this court ruling. Unlike those who have downplayed the risks of gambling and athletics, we recognize that unfettered sports betting is not a harmless activity but an existential threat to the games we know and love. At stake here is not just a couple hundred dollars in your office betting pool, but the very reputation of sports. End quote. So I don't think anybody believes this in present day. And at the time, I'm pretty sure that millions of fans did not share in this idea that everything is going to come crashing down because of the evils that sports betting unfettered sports betting will bring upon this world. 
I don't think really almost anybody thought that, and we really don't think that in present day, three years removed from this moment where we've seen 20-plus states utilize sports gambling and introduce it, and we're starting to get a better grasp of, of what that means for an everyday American when they have sports gambling at their disposal. So Utah kind of sticks out like a sore, a sore thumb when it comes to this entire issue because on a governmental level, Utah has a very strange relationship with perceived vices. Uh, what is allowed, what is not allowed, what should be, what shouldn't. And so you have all these strange laws and arguments about, first, what is a vice? And if it's determined on a governmental level that it is a vice, then how we should regulate that thing. Um, and for me, a person who understands this very simple idea that in the wrong hands, literally anything can be a vice, I always struggle with governmental control when it comes to stuff like this. I go, well, yeah, on the most extreme end of the spectrum, I understand that we probably don't want certain things legalized, but for the vast majority of things, that doesn't really hold true. You know, uh, so delicious in the wrong hands can be just as much of a vice as a Texaco burrito in the wrong hands, as much as sports gambling could be in the wrong hands, or or all the other things that Utah's government has argued about, it, it, alcohol laws or marijuana laws, or all the things that, again, the government perceives to be a vice and has tried to step in and regulate. So the common talking points at this time in 2018, they're echoed by Orrin Hatch in this Sports Illustrated article, and they have, without fail, almost all proven to be false. The idea that professional sports organizations were concerned. Professional sports organizations have gone out of their way to embrace sports gambling because for many different reasons, it is a great boost for what they are doing. It enhances current fans and strengthens their passion and their emotional ties to the sports that they already love. It provides a, an alternate path for people who might not be interested in these specific sports to maybe get interested in them. If you don't like basketball, bet $5 on a game, and let's see if that helps you, A, understand the game a little bit more, and B, care more about it, and maybe that's the way that you develop a relationship with a game that you didn't care about before. Professional sports organizations, they're going out of their way now, three years later, to sign deals with... Uh, gambling organizations and introduce even the simple idea of we're going to talk about sports gambling on our broadcast. We're going to have a, a game tonight and we'll say, this is a minus three favorite. And the total of this game, it's 228 points. We've never even in a million years hear something like that in the past because sports gambling was this perceived vice. It was underground. It was something that you don't talk about. And organizations like ESPN or CBS or ABC or any of the broadcast partners of these leagues, they were prevented from doing that. And so in present day, we go, regulation is canceling out any of these concerns that possibly could have existed. So now there's the embracing. Uh, professional sports leagues, they have cash signs in their eyes. They go, this is just another way for us to generate lots of money. This is another way for fans to enhance their entertainment if they so choose. And this is another way to introduce our game to more people. 
And it's the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that introduction, which I'm very interested to see what that means moving forward. As a person who always wants sports to be a larger part of life and just how people incorporate sports into their own lives. I like talking about sports with people, and the more people I can do that with, the better for me. So when sports gambling comes around, and it's just another way of me saying, did you notice that how that game last night came down to the total, and this last shot at the end, it sent it over, and they go, yeah, I understand all of what that means. In a game that I might not have been interested before, I was sweating out at the very end because I understood what a total is. And how this final shot had a bearing on the total, even if it didn't have any bearing on the outcome of the game. That's the tip of the iceberg. And we're going to see a lot more of that, including ways that I can't possibly think of right now, that sports and gambling will intertwine to create a better product for viewers and attract more viewers in their own right. I mentioned sports broadcasts introducing more gambling information and That's something we're seeing more of even by the day. I don't watch much ESPN programming because I don't think most of it is very good, but they do have a very good show. It's called Behind the Bets, uh, or it's called The Daily Wager, actually. And it's the best show that's on ESPN because it's not all the frills and the shouting and the screaming that we see on a lot of sports media where we say, who's better between LeBron and MJ? And everybody argues for three straight weeks on the matter. It's just your hard information. Your lines, your totals, your prop bets, all of the stuff that I really like as an analyzer of gambling and of games. And that's sweet because I can consume information and it's presented to me in a way that is just, this is the information, do with it what you want and, and learn from it or don't. But this is you deciding what you want to do with it. That's what I really value from a, an information consumption perspective. And sports gambling is that at its very best. And a lot of what sports gambling provides is that, just information, consume it, do what you want with it. I love that. So this leads us to the basis of the show, why gambling should be legal in Utah. And I come from the perspective of the fan. And so I made five reasons for why I think that it should be legal in Utah. And I'm going to start with the very first one, because it teaches you that you're a dumbass, which is very important to remember. I unfortunately called out our friend Orrin Hatch earlier as as the doofus. And at the same time, I realized that I am the same. Uh, It pays to have a constant reminder in humility that you are not all you're cracked up to be. It's just a reminder that you're human and, and you make a lot of mistakes. So me, a person who watches sports every day and consumes it around the clock, essentially, I do need constant reminders that I'm a dumbass at times when it comes to the game of basketball or hockey or football or all the things that I love. And I had one. Actually, I have one pretty much every day. But I'm going to cite a specific example from Sunday, Sunday afternoon. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Golden State Warriors. The winner gets the number eight seed in the play-in spot. The loser gets the number nine seed in the play-in spot. And before the game, I'm looking at the line. It's Memphis plus four, Golden State minus four. I'm trying to decide which side I'm on. And through this long chain of logic, I arrive at the conclusion that Memphis plus four is a great bet. It's going to win. And I feel very good about it. And it's going to give me additional emotional exposure to the game. And so I bet Memphis plus four. And a very interesting part about sports gambling is 
You can always arrive at a logical bet, no matter what it is, through a chain of logic, you can always arrive at a place where you go, this makes sense. And I'm very convinced that this is the right side to be on. And so I go through that with Memphis plus four. I say, John Morant, he's great. He's going to stress the Warriors defense. And and how are they going to stop Jonas Valanciunas from getting a bunch of rebounds because the Warriors are playing small ball again. And Dylan Brooks, he's playing nicely lately. He could present some problems. I, I do all these things. And then I'm watching the game. And Steph Curry's scoring 46 points. And he's canning threes from all over planet Earth. And he's shimmy-shaking. He's screaming the F-word as loud as he can. He's high-fiving his teammates and chest-bumping Draymond Green. And they're both strutting around as they've done in the past when the Warriors were the Warriors. And they still have a little bit of that in their DNA. And I'm watching all of this as the Warriors are just burying Memphis in the fourth. And I'm saying to myself, you're a dumbass. You're a total dumbass. Because you knew that this is what would happen if you thought about it long enough. But for some reason, I thought Memphis plus four was the bet. And you hear this and you go, well, why would this be a reason that sports gambling should be legal? You lost the bet. It's just a constant reminder of information and how you arrive at a place where something seems logical. And you can always find logic to support your opinion or in this case, your bet, that that seems real and solid at the time. And then at the end of it, you go, you know what? I was wrong. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to have in your life. Another thing that I love about sports gambling that makes me wish it was legal in the state of Utah, it makes you passionate about something you might not care about as much. For me, the greatest rush in sports is... Overtime playoff hockey. There's nothing like it. When your team is involved, for me, that's the Colorado Avalanche. There is nothing that matches the emotion of that specific event. And this comes around very rarely because the Avalanche don't always make the playoffs. And when they do, very few of their games go to overtime. But when they happen, it is the best and the worst experience. You will never find a more emotionally charged event that you can watch. So that's what the avalanche bring to me when it's overtime. And one of the great benefits that gambling provides is that you can tap into that same source by gambling on teams that are not your own and arriving in a similar emotionally charged place where you can watch an overtime between two teams that are not yours, but because you bet money and money, the the actual dollar amount never matters. It could be $1, it could be $5, it could be $100. It doesn't really matter. It's just an investment in the game that allows you to tap into this emotional source. And I do that over this weekend. And it's a great, great, great emotional thrill ride for me. Saturday night, we have the Bruins and the Capitals, game one, opening Stanley Cup playoff game. And I have the Bruins money line in that game. And it's a great back and forth game. It goes into overtime and I'm on the edge of my seat going, oh, this is is one of the things that I love about sports, this playoff overtime hockey emotional rush, especially when money is at stake for me. And unfortunately, the Bruins lose. TJ Oshie snaps a shot from the points, deflected in front of the net, and the puck's dribbling past Tuka Rask. And I'm there going, no, no. And it crosses the goal line. And I'm out my bet. And I've ridden that emotional roller coaster. And this is always another good reminder that 
sometimes a sports bet is not about the winning or the losing of the money. It's about paying money for an experience. It's the same idea that you pay $10 to go to the movie theater and watch an impactful movie and get some popcorn and and a big soda and you sit there and you watch it and you enjoy it. If I'm out the $20 that I bet on that game, I understand that I just had three plus hours of an emotionally charged experience as good as any movie I could possibly watch. And I'm very content with that is a financial loss for the emotional gain. That's a place that I've gotten to with sports and sports gambling. And the weekend continues. And I tap into this same source because Sunday morning, the Islanders are playing the Penguins in game one. And that's a great back and forth affair. And I've bet the Islanders money line in this game. And now we're going into overtime again. And I'm going, okay, here we go again. The thrill ride. And Kyle Palmieri, a pickup for the Islanders. The trade deadline. He comes in with this innocuous looking play. And the next thing you know, he's snapping a wrist shot over Penguins defense and goaltender. And the Islanders are jumping up and down and celebrating. I'm jumping up and down and celebrating because now I've won. And it feels in some small part like the Islanders are my team for that game. And right after that, we segue into the Minnesota Wild and the Golden Knights game one, which I bet the Wild money line. And this game goes into overtime. It's just an incredible chain of events. Emotional thrill ride after emotional thrill ride where I feel like it's my team every time. And in this game, Joel Arisonek, he snaps in a weird shot that bounces off a defender and goes past Marc-Andre Fleury. And I'm winning my bet and the Wild are jumping around. And it's just tapping into that emotional place that I really crave and love about sports. And when I think about sports gambling on a higher plane, I go, this is what it provides to fans. It's a way to form a bond with a sport or a part of a sport that hopefully draws you in and turns you into a fan for life. You can get this from live betting, which I do later on that Sunday. I'm settling down for uh, all of the NBA games at night. The Jazz are playing for the one seed and all that kind of stuff. And I have multiple TVs here, and so I go, let's get something up on the other TVs that I can have a little investment in and, you know, enjoy them emotionally. So I'm live betting Cardinals Padres, a game that I don't really care about, but it it just makes it fun, and it makes me feel like I'm a fan of one of those teams for that game, the Padres in this case. And I'm live betting Cavs-Nets, a total throwaway game, but because I can bet a small amount on the game, I'm now paying closer attention and watching the Nets just bash on Cleveland and going, okay, this is, this is a lot more enjoyable than it would be. This ties into another reason that I wish sports gambling was legal in Utah because it encourages you to interpret and understand sports in a different way. Anyone who listens to No Baller knows that I love different avenues of interpretation when it comes to information, when it comes to the consumption of sports. And the experience that comes from watching a football game when you have bet on a plus seven underdog or a minus seven favorite, that's a very different experience than just watching the game and caring about the very binary who wins and who loses in a way that we normally do. And it's very different from how you consume information on the subject. When you're reading information on a plus seven underdog in football and how logic can be used to back up that bet, that's a different subset of information that you'll be reading into. You can read into stuff like 
this quarterback is really good at backdoor covers. And so even if they're down 14 at the end of the game, somebody like Matt Stafford is pretty freaky because he'll zip down the field in the two-minute drill against a prevent defense. And this makes you want to bet on somebody like that when you have points in hand. That's a different way of analyzing and understanding a game. And, and that's something that I really, really, really love and enjoy greatly when it comes to sports gambling. Sports gambling, it ensures a more consistently competitive event. I'll talk about the Utah Jazz for this one because on Friday night, they're playing the Thunder. It's their second to last game of the regular season. They need to win it uh, to try and ensure that they get the one seed, which they end up doing on Sunday night. The Thunder are in full tank mode. So there's a huge spread on the game. I bet the Jazz at minus 15 and a half. You know, the Thunder are not really trying to win the game, and the Jazz are. They're introducing Mike Conley back in their lineup that night. And if you were just watching the game for who wins and who loses, it's kind of a boring-ass game because the Jazz were a much better team. They needed it. They wanted it. And they were leading the vast majority of the game by a lot. And yet, because of this bet, it comes down to the end of the game. Again, the Jazz minus 15 and a half. Juwan Morgan throws down a dunk. All the scrubs are on the floor at the very end of the game. And Juwan Morgan, off the Jazz bench, he dunks with under 30 seconds to go to put the Jazz up by 16 points. So now I'm covering by a half point. And I'm on the edge of my seat in a scenario where nobody ever is caring about what's happening. And so the Jazz need a stop. And it's five people who don't really ever play basketball for the Jazz. They're out there. And I'm trusting in them that they can get this stop. And Alexei Pokashevsky, the big, tall, he's about seven feet tall and weighs as much as me. He looks like he weighs 150 pounds. Just this beanpole of a man. He's dribbling around and he comes in and he takes, a, according to ESPN's game log, a 13-foot pull-up. And I'm watching this here in the office. And it clanks off the front of the rim. The Jazz secure the rebound. And I'm fired up because now the Jazz have won. They're one step closer to the one seed, which they get. I've cashed my bet by a half point. And it's enhanced my enjoyment of this game. And it's also allowed me to interpret and understand this particular game in a different way than I do when I just pay attention to who wins and who loses. This is very valuable in a lot of sports. I think of college football. And gambling presents a really real opportunity to enjoy games that you really wouldn't. You think of some of your mid-season games between the very top echelon teams like Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State, and they're in their conference schedule against the dregs of each individual conference, and you wouldn't want to settle down and watch Alabama against Vanderbilt. You wouldn't want to settle down and watch Clemson just rock Virginia. You wouldn't want to watch Ohio State come and pound on Rutgers. But there's a gambling line. And so now you have Ohio State minus 45 against Rutgers. And that whole game is entertaining in a way that it couldn't possibly be if you were just watching it. And caring about who wins and who loses. There's not a lot to be gleaned from that. Because it's such a lopsided matchup that Ohio State is going to win by roughly 45 points according to the Vegas line. That's not really something that's that interesting. So you would tune into another game. If you have money on the game and you're caring about that minus 45 spread... That's a whole new experience. That's another emotionally charged source that you can tap into that I value about sports. Last but not least, I started with the side of 
Sports gambling reminds you that you're a dumbass sometimes. On the flip side of that, when you win and when things swing your way, it's really hard to beat that emotional experience. I need to go no further than last night. I settled down for a nice night of hockey here. I have the Bruins money line against the Capitals for game two. They're minus 130 to win. And I have the over in that game. It's over five and a half at plus 120. So I have multiple bets on this game. Simultaneous to this game, I have the Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half. They're at plus 160 for that bet. They're playing the Nashville Predators. And that game starts about 30 minutes after the Bruins and the Hurricanes game. So these are winding down simultaneously. And my favorite team, the Colorado Avalanche, they're slated to start at 8 o'clock. They're the game that follows the Bruins and the Capitals. And I haven't bet on that game because the emotional stakes for me are already much too high. And I don't need that to be amplified. They're already past the point of this is a comfortable emotional high. And it's to the point that I talked about last week when when I talked about my relationship with the Avalanche. Like this game is going to mean everything and this series will mean everything and this run to hopefully a Stanley Cup will mean everything to me for a fan, somebody who's waited for the Avalanche to win a cup for the last 20 years. So we have all these things going simultaneously. And the Capitals and the Bruins, the Capitals are up 3-2 with under five minutes to go. So I'm on the bad side of my bet for the Bruins. I'm on the bad side of my bet for the over. Taylor Hall pokes in a goal with about three minutes to go. That makes the over hit. That sends the game to overtime. So now my Bruins bet is alive. Simultaneous to this, the Carolina Hurricanes are tied at two going into the third period. I need them to win by at least two goals. They come screaming out. They score once. They score twice. They add an empty netter to win 5-2. The Avalanche are now coming on the screen as the Bruins and the Capitals are going into overtime. Brad Marchand scores for the Bruins to cash that bet. So now I've won all three bets on these huge swing plays. And Kale McCarr scoring a power play goal for the Avalanche to put them up 1-0. And I'm watching all of these simultaneously because of the multiple television setup. And I go, this is something that you just can't beat when it comes to a sports experience. This is why a sports book environment, whether that's in an actual sports book or whether you've kind of created one at your own place, watching a bunch of laptops or watching a bunch of televisions, you can't beat that experience, that compounding of emotional interest. And last night was a very fantastic reminder of that place for me. So all of this ties into something that I am going to be incorporating on this show moving forward. It'll be a small daily segment that, that I'm incorporating into No Baller. Um, this why gambling and sports gambling should be legal in Utah as a daily celebration of all that sports gambling brings. And that alternate path to being passionate about sports and that alternate way of interpreting and understanding the games that we love. Thank you for listening to No Baller. This podcast can be found on any platform of your choosing. If you could rate and review and help spread the word, it would help me immensely. If you have additional feedback or thoughts that you want incorporated into the show, please email me at chris at thebeehive.com. Last but not least, if you would prefer to listen to this as a video, go to thebeehive.com and find No Baller.